At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Big Game BetCast with Matt Brown and Mike Pritchard. Here's Gil Alexander. The Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions, Super Bowl 56 champions. Uh, The Bengals had a third and a long one near midfield. It looked like Samaje Pirine could have gotten to the sticks. Somehow he did not, and on fourth and one, Aaron Donald decided, "I'm about to end all of this." <laughs> and, and if and, and as you watch, and everyone sitting with the uh, with the Stafford rushing prop watches in slow motion as it goes into dust because it was five and a half. He oh. had six, and he is kneeling right now oh. and out, and you are now losing. <laughs> it is the worst. It, we watched it happen. We watched it happen with uh, with uh, with Mahomes two years ago, and here it is again. Yeah. Rams money line hits. Bengals against the spread hits. Boom. Under hits. Um, Blue Gatorade hits. That's what color it was. Everybody who had NFC futures on the Rams and and, and Super Bowl futures on the Rams, if you played the opposing team plus the points, everything Mm -hmm. has hit both weeks. And there is Kelly Midland Midland. No Midland today. Oh, yes, Midland as well. Middle. That middle, let's go, baby. Yes, Look, sir. My heart hurts for Joe Burrow, but listen, this team—if they can get an offensive line, right. they're going to be back. So I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'll tell you this: hitting, hitting all these bets feels good. Yes, it, it feels great. Let me tell you something. I, and oh, Odell Beckham Jr. moved to tears on the sidelines. We don't have an MVP announcement yet. We're thinking it's Matthew Stafford, though. Which will save me. But with the Bengals bet pre-flop in-game, Stafford will make up. And by the way, no missed extra point hits as well for me. The only thing that missed was the uh, touchback and the mix and rushing yards in the end. Um, uh, interviewing Aaron Donald at the end. I hope that means he's not the MVP. <laughs> hope that's what that means. Uh, but he had what a what a football what game, a game he had. Uh, two sacks, one quarterback hit, and three quarterback hurries. No none bigger than that last one where Joe Mixon. Was forced to just throw it, whirling dervish. Looked like Samaj P. Ryan might have been able to die right. for that, but he did not. Well, Donald, yeah, Donald stopped the third and one, P. Ryan. Like, how are you tiptoeing into the line of scrimmage anyway? But Donald blew that play up, and then he gets and penetrates and flushes Joe Burrow on that last pass, too. Yeah. Uh, just the impact right there. But I, I agree with you. I, I think overall, the whole game, the entire game, to come back and score that final touchdown, uh, probably tip your cap to Matthew Stafford as the MVP. Pritch, been great having you here for a second consecutive year. Great it was to be a blast. with you guys. Matt, congratulations to all of us on all the bets we hit. Mm-hmm. Kelly, good for you wearing the Rams. Look, look at Kelly. There's one more shot of Kelly here <laughs> holding money. Uh, for Matt Brown, for Mike Pritchard, for Kelly Billen, Gil Alexander, that's the BetCast Rams champions 
of the National Football League. We send it over to Circa Tim Murray, and Sean King takes us over from here. Enjoy. Your favorite bet came home. Absolutely. Fourth time, 23 to 20. And, you know, we were talking all week about how all these games have been so close throughout the playoffs. There are props across town. Will the game land exactly three? Sure enough, it lands exactly three. 23 to 20. So much to unpack. First initial thought, we're waiting for the official announcement who the MVP will be as the Rams beat the Bengals 23-20. to If you were handing it out, would it be Matthew Stafford or would it be Aaron Donald? Well, let me just say this. The Rams won this game because of Matthew Stafford. He never blinked. He, stayed, he kept his composure. He stayed in the pocket. Even under duress, made throw after throw after throw. Odell Beckham goes down. Didn't matter. Doesn't have Tyler Higbee. Didn't matter. Throughout the season, they lose Robert Woods. Didn't matter. He found a way to connect with Cooper Cup when it mattered the most. And so I think the MVP has to go to Stafford. Donald did exactly what Donald's supposed to do, but without Stafford, they're not where they're at now, which is Super Bowl champions. But I also got to say this. It's been a long offseason for Zach Taylor. Second and one, your team is driving. You get cute, take a shot down the field, yep. come back third and one, and always, always, always as a play caller, let your best players lose the game. You run the ball on third and one, where's Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon's had an outstanding game running the ball. That's some Samaj P. Ryan. He doesn't pick it up. Then on fourth down, Aaron Donald does what Aaron Donald does. So Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase, once you had second and one, didn't get the hand, didn't, didn't, get, did not get their hands on the football. It's gonna be a long offseason for Zach when he looks back at this. Yeah, Samaj P. Ryan had two carries today. Uh, and Sean, for Samaj P. Ryan, he hadn't had a carry in a couple of weeks since the uh, wild card round against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, we're going to bring in Mike Pereira here in just a moment uh, because if for the majority, of, at least the first half, Sean, very clean game. Uh, you know, the only penalty was the boneheaded mistake by the, the Bengals player running on the field. And then, then you're seeing the refs eat the flag on a touchdown pass on the first offensive play of the half. And then a very, very questionable and vital defensive holding call in a third, third down pass. Yeah, I think in that situation, you can't throw that flag because... The temperature of the game was one where they were letting the guys play. And then for it to be third and goal, key moment in the game, you give the Rams complete new life by throwing that flag. I feel like he has to keep that flag in his pocket, especially because, as we saw in the replay, it wasn't a bladed foul. It was very questionable on if it was a foul at all. Let's bring in our, the rules analyst uh, extraordinaire. That is Mike Pereira, who's been hanging out with us uh, all throughout the day. And, Mike, you know, you and Stormy were talking at the half. It was it was a pretty boring half when it comes to refereeing, which is which is nice to see. And now there's a lot of questions. Let's start towards the end of the game. A whole lot of flags as the Rams ultimately get that touchdown pass to Cooper Cup. What did you make of the third down holding call on the defense that really uh, changed the tenor uh, of that that final drive? Well, I, I'm like Sean. I mean, come on now. If you're gonna if you're gonna play it kind of loose, then let's be consistent the whole way. And to me, that almost isn't really ticky tack. I mean, I don't see it as a foul. Period. I mean, I, if, if I was grading games like I used to, and I looked at that play, if nothing was called, I would have never said anything about it. So it, it is one that I don't think should have been called. And then. You know, the big miss, people are going to talk about the offensive pass interference or face mask, whichever you want to call it. That one surprises me because that back judge, who's a very experienced back judge, is not inclined to miss things like that. And it was a pretty obvious 
face mask grab. So I like the fact that there were only six accepted penalties. I like the fact there were no instant replay stoppages. There were no expedited reviews. There were no video assistance. The judgment area of the game was really well handled. But those two situations, and you hate to see it um, in the Super Bowl or any game, but in the Super Bowl, you hate to see those misses because we're going to talk about those now for a long time. You know, Mike, I think overall it was a very well-refereed game. I have been one as champion referees being held accountable post-game. When we start to have things pop up, like owners paying coaches to intentionally lose games for draft position, with the league needing to kind of like revamp their integrity and have more transparency, do we get to a point where when this happens, the judge that threw the flag has to actually come before the reporters after the game, and you put a name and a face with who made that call and have them explain what made them throw the flag in that situation, understanding how the game had played out until that point. Well, you do have the ability to send a pool reporter in. I mean, if a pool reporter wants to come in and get a statement by the officials as to why something was or wasn't called, then they have the right to do that. But And, and you know, the thing is to me, I think that transparency in officiating has gone away a little bit. I mean, it, it kind of opened up in my day when I was there. You know, I did a segment on uh, NFL Network, and we talked about missed calls, and we were up front when mistakes were made. And I think it was important because, you know, you lose credibility if you don't address those mistakes that you made. So, but, but I think also it doesn't necessarily accomplish much because we know, we know that the mistake was made. And there's, you can't say there's not accountability because there's eight new officials officials um, coming in this year that are replacing some that are retired and then some that are quote unquote retired. Um, so it, th- there's, there's always accountability, but um, you just, you just hate to have it be a topic of conversation at the end of an unbelievable postseason. I mean, what we went through in the divisions and the championship games, and then again tonight, unbelievable games, and you just don't want to have to talk about officiating. You know, Mike, uh, you've been around the game a long time in the officiating capacity, but there's a lot of experience that comes with that. You kind of get to interact, you know, with all the sides. You know, there's been a lot of quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford, Phillip Rivers comes to mind. You know, some of these guys from production standpoint who've been elite, but they never actually won a championship. After tonight, is Matthew Stafford now a first ballot Hall of Famer when he walks away from the game in your eyes? I lost contact. I didn't. I lost you, Sean. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. I said uh, we've seen some guys be productive. Philip Rivers, you know, and guys that you know just never could actually win a championship, but statistically they were elite. After tonight, my question for you was: In your opinion, is Matthew Stafford now a first ballot Hall of Famer when he walks away from the game? Well, well, to me, he is because of what he accomplished in Detroit, which I I think was was really his numbers that he put up there were tremendous. But then he comes into a situation here. And what I really like is that he started strong and then hit really kind of a dry spell and the whole Rams club kind of struggled a little bit. But he brought them back. I mean, he brought them back. And and so to me, I would say yes, because he's been a great story. He's been a great story. And so, you know, I, I would certainly like to see him as a first ballot. 
Hey, Mike, we really appreciate you've been phenomenal uh, on the air uh, and, and being with us all day. So thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate, appreciate you, Mike. It. You got it. See you later. There he is, rules analyst Mike Pereira. And, you know, that's, that's one thing that, that is so great about having Mike Pereira on these broadcasts is that it is transparency and there's no defending it. Both those calls were bad missed calls and, and vital to both sides. And I'm not going to say it evened out because, I don't know, it's just it, it's unfortunate to see it play out that way. But 23-20, to 20, the final score. Bengals do cover the closing number of four and a half. The under comes home. Thankfully, I got at least one bet right now. Jeez, yeah. oh, Louise. We will grade out props. We'll tell you who the MVP is as well. The Rams are Super Bowl champs. 23-20 to 20 over the Bengals. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap Post Game Show, live from Stadium Swim at Circa in downtown Las Vegas on VEASAN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our day or anything on the network, check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Head over to vcin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. There are all, they are all free and available now at vcin.com com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, live from Stadium Swim, we are recapping, I am Tim Murray, uh, we are recapping the 23-20 to 20 Rams win. I'm a little flustered. <laughs> Cooper Cup is your Super Bowl MVP. Is that surprising to you? Well, it goes hand in hand with the fact that he won NFL Offensive MVP, but if you're just grading on this game, I would have had it go with either Matthew Stafford or Aaron Donald. Cut would have been third, in my opinion, but 
Right now, the Rams don't care about that. No. A lot of people do. <laughs> I do. Aaron Donald at 14 to 1. That would have been a nice ticket to cash. Ugh. But uh, take, tip your hat to Cooper Cup. I mean, he made the plays down the stretch. You know, but I probably would have leaned towards Stafford. Oh, man. Rough day, Padre. That is not. That is. <laughs> Stafford plus 140, Donald 14 to 1. I was sitting here like, all right, it was kind of a rough day. That is, uh, that cinches it there. So Cooper Cup, though, eight catches, 92 yards, catches the game-winning touchdown. Uh, we have a graphic from DraftKings uh, showing you where the handle was. Uh, I think the books would have been in poor shape for Aaron Donald, but Cooper Cup as well. I, my hunch is that they would have loved Matthew Stafford to ultimately have won uh, Super Bowl MVP, but it goes to Cooper Cup, eight catches, 92 92 yards. Also, an important run on that fourth and one at the 30-yard line when the when the Rams had had really no run game whatsoever uh, throughout the game. So 23 to 20, game-winning touchdown caught by Cooper Cup. Eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I guess the the two interceptions do they come back to haunt Matthew Stafford? You look at his numbers, Sean. 26 of 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, game-winning drive. He drives them down the field. You know, it's a... Uh, uh, you know, I, without even going, you know, through the rest of the portfolio, I thought if you were watching the game, Stafford passed the eye test. Yeah. You know, he stood in the pocket. He made the throws. He was calm. He was cool. He was collected. You know, even when he got the knee or the ankle twisted up, he didn't miss a snap. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of baffled by this one. Yeah. And specifically because this wasn't the normal great Cooper Cup game. I mean, he does eight catches for 90-some yards in his sleep. Right. Like, this yeah. wasn't like a 13-catch, a you know, 180, 200-yard game. So I was surprised. He didn't even go over 100 yards receiving. You know, that baffles me even more. Yeah, and, and look, well, this isn't taking anything away from Cooper Cup. Eight well, catches, yes, it is. 92 yards. Because two. people bet Stafford and Donald. Well, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> And you needed a win today. I needed something, man. But Only you, thing I got was under. But you know why? Holy you know moly. why the day went like this for you? Because you don't believe in Big King best bet. <laughs> if you would have rode this Cincinnati Bengals wagon, you'd be sitting here peacocking like I'm doing. Yeah. If I if I had just believed in Sean, That's right. I, this is what would have happened. Your biggest bet would have been Bengals plus Cam, four and a half. Cam Aker, or sorry, uh, uh, Joe Mixon would have caught that ball out of the backfield. Clock runs out in the first quarter. I hit under nine. Nine and a half first half. They would have held the snap, uh, the the hold properly. I would have got the first half cover instead of a push. I remember we were talking about <laughs> Joe, Joe Mixon and his oh rush my total. Gosh. And I said I thought the Bengals would be effective running the ball. Yeah, you. And, and they did. You know, the thing that surprised me was that Zach Taylor and, and Jamar Chase went over his yards. Yep. But not his receptions. It surprised me that Zach Taylor didn't create more opportunities for Chase. He never threw him. You know how he likes to run that one step. Yeah. Uh, a little, little quick screen. Didn't give him the ball. And I think he's going to really, really regret not putting Chase in more situations to actually do what he did when he got the ball. I mean, because every time he touched the ball, something dynamic happened. And, you know, just think if you're Zach Taylor, if you give Jamar Chase four or five more opportunities, you know, maybe this is a completely different result. And it's you guys on the podium right now. Yeah, there's no doubt. 23 to 20, the final score. The Bengals do get the cover. The under comes home in the Super Bowl, but the but the Rams are, are hoisting a Lombardi trophy.
Cooper Cup named Super Bowl MVP uh, around six to one. Uh, so a nice, nice payday. Price, yeah. If you were able to get Cooper Cup, I know that was a very popular bet. We showed the splits there. Aaron Donald more popular ultimately, and uh, all three I think had uh, the right to you know to be in the discussion for uh, for Super Bowl MVP. I just want to go back to a couple things here, Sean. And someone tweeted us. You could always tweet us at Real Sean King at once in Murray and the third down call, you know, third down and one. And it, it, it felt like, you know, sometimes I say it, you know, in gambling, but don't, don't get too cute. Just just do what you need to do. You know, bet, bet aside or whatever it may be. Don't get too cute. It felt like, oh, I'm going to fool them. You know, we're going to be in shotgun. We never hand off to Samaj P. Ryan. Let's give it to P. Ryan. And they weren't fooled whatsoever. And that ultimately... I, I don't want to say lost in the game, but if you give it to Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon had been, it felt like, been getting three, four, five yards well, he's a He's averaging 4.8 right. for the game. And, you know, as a coach, I just always challenge myself, don't ever get on the plane after a loss and you didn't give your best players an opportunity to make that a win. And that second and one, third and one, fourth and one, to not let Joe Mixon touch the ball in any of those scenarios or Jamar Chase, I think Zach Taylor, he's he going to look back, he's going to second guess himself. You know, another big picture look at this game was it was kind of two different mindsets as to how you build a Super Bowl team. You have the Rams who don't utilize draft picks. They did it all through free agency. Then you have the Bengals who their key components are all mostly draft picks. So it'll be interesting moving forward, like which one has more sustainability. But we did, I think, see I'm not going to call it a super exciting game, but I thought we saw a pretty well-played game. We had our moments. Uh, I would have liked to see the Bengals, you know, do a little more on that last drive, you know, and really, you know, put the Rams in a, a bigger predicament. But one yard, couldn't get one yard in three plays. Sean, what changed in the second half? Because we came on at halftime, even though the Bengals were losing, both you and I, because of the Odell Beckham injury, felt like Bengals are going to have the momentum. They're going to come out. They did. First play, bang. You called it. You said they're going to be aggressive. I mean, they got aided by a missed call, but still, there was an aggressive aggressive play call they get it out to T Higgins illegally but regardless it's an aggressive play call but what happened on that offensive line in the second half did well, they just get tired did Raheem Morris no you know, I think it was Zach Taylor's inexperience you know since he got the lead and in a lot of ways he seemed to get complacent but he got complacent Throwing the football. They got away from running the ball for about three series, and that's where all the pass pressure was coming from because they had stopped running the ball. Then he got back to running the ball, and they started having some success. So I think that was Zach Taylor's inexperience, not really understanding how to put the nail in the coffin because since he had every opportunity to be victorious today, and listen, it's hard to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's really hard to get to this game. So, you know, hopefully Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase as a core, this sitting there only time getting on this stage, but I think it was Zach Taylor's inexperience that created the lull that the Rams needed to kind of regain their composure. And you allow a team like that to stay in it, and anything can happen late in the game. You get a bad call on third and goal, and you know all of a sudden, you know they're first down at your one yard line. You know, I, I think the defense. I mean, the defense saved the Rams. They stepped up at the right time. You know, to your point about Zach Taylor, some inexperience, some questionable play calling, not getting the playmaker utilized as much but when you think about that final drive by the Rams 
you've got no playmakers. And then they show Kendall Blanton, they're like, yeah, he hasn't been playing all game too. I mean, they had they had Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, by the way, 13 carries for 21 yards, Sean. I mean, you're a one-dimensional football team essentially playing Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup versus their entire offense because Ben Skoranek is a seventh-round pick. He's not a guy you can really trust. Van Jefferson felt like he didn't really get involved all that much. I mean, that final drive, once again, I understand it's absolutely aided by a, a bad call on third and goal, but the fact that the Rams were able to make it down the field with, with really Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, that, that was really an impressive And I, and I thought that drive would have won Stafford MVP. So too. I mean, because he, I mean, he made some throws on that drive, and, you know, everything you're talking about, you know, but, hey, I guess the people that voted are Cooper Cup fans. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Come on. Somebody's happy. Somebody has a six-to-one ticket. And, and anyone out there, our listeners, that took Cooper Cup, look, we did a whole breakdown, and I, I just thought the value wasn't really there uh, at six-to-one. Well, let's be honest, Tim. If any of us had been told Cooper Cup's only going to have 92 receiving yards and win the MVP, we'd have called bogus yeah. on that multiple times. Because this wasn't a situation, you know, Heinz Ward won the MVP, or yeah, when Antoine Randall threw him a touchdown. Julian Edelman won MVP, but Tom Brady. Yes, Matthew Stafford threw through two picks, but 283 yards engineered that game-winning drive. But Cooper Cup, ticket cash uh, for you guys out there if you took Cooper Cup at 6-1. to one. We will take a look at all the tickets that cashed. Sean's ticket cashed his favorite play. That was Bengals plus the 4.5. Rams do win, though, 23-20. to 20. Cooper Cup, your Super Bowl MVP. It's the nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap Postgame Show, live from Stadium Swim at Circa in downtown Las Vegas on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through college, the college basketball championship on April 4th for only 29 bucks. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting splits, uh, split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so you don't want to miss out, visit vcin.com slash madness to sign up today. It is the crew from the Nightcap, which airs every weekday night here on VEASAN from 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern. We will have a special Follow the Money broadcast coming up at the top of the hour. Mitch and Paul will be ready to go to break down it all. That is Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Rams win 23 to 20. The under comes home. The spread to the Bengals, if you had the money line uh, on the Rams, that one ultimately came home as well. So. You know, grading through some props. Oh, by the way, Cooper Cup, your Super Bowl MVP. Eight catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns for Cooper Cup. A little bitter there. Um, but, hey, such is life. That's why they call it gambling. All right, let's take a look at some of the props and how they graded out. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, ultimately, I believe he did go over his uh, his prop here of 279 and a half passing yards. Yeah, he finishes with 283. Uh, so he's able to uh, to hit the over there. Um, so our graphic shows that the closing line, however, he might have he might have middled this if uh, if you were able to get in there. Joe Burrow, 260 
63, 22 is 33, one touchdown for Joe Burrow, sacked seven times. Uh, I know a very popular play was his over rushing yards, which is 11 and a half, Sean, and he only finishes with three yards. I want to get to the play of Joe Burrow. You know, second year, obviously a phenomenal quarterback. You are very, very high on Joe Burrow, as are many. What did you make of Joe Burrow's play tonight? Uneven. Uh, there was a series in the fourth quarter where he could have completed a ball to Jamar Chase on the right side. He one-hopped it, and they had to punt. That's a ball he normally makes. You know, even on the last play of the game, on the fourth down, everybody's looking at Aaron Donald and the move he makes, but Joe has the flat route open. If he throws it with anticipation, there's a natural pick that's coming. He has the flat route open, and, you know, he doesn't let go of the ball. So there were some questionable moments for him. I think uh, for a second-year player, he uh, exceeded expectations overall this season. But he did show his inexperience at times today. So he finishes with uh, 22 of 33, 60, 263 yards and a touchdown. I know a, a popular play too around town. And he actually saw it uh, get pushed up was uh, his incompletions. Uh, but he ends up actually going under his incompletions. Uh, it was 11 and a half. I think it ultimately landed 12 and a half. It lands 11. So Joe Burrow uh, does not throw an interception though. And you so know what that boils down to? I thought he took a couple bad sacks. Yeah. I thought there were a couple uh, second downs where he could have threw the ball away and got to third and, and much shorter than holding on to the ball and getting sacked. So that's probably happened about four or five times tonight. You know, I thought, ah, Joe, you probably could throw that ball away and give your offense a better opportunity on the subsequent down. So, again, inexperience showed itself a little bit today. But, hey, man, this is a team that was 625 and yeah. won the last two years. They made it to the Super Bowl. So that's a great accomplishment. They had the same preseason win total in some books as the Jacksonville Jaguars. And here they are in the yeah. Super Bowl and had a lead. They're up 20 to 16, had the ball. 20 to 13. 20 to 13, point. yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, came out right out of the gate. So Joe Burrow, um, you know, we uh, we mentioned this prop uh, when Joe Mixon threw a touchdown pass at DraftKings, a 14 to 1 prop, non-quarterback to throw a touchdown pass. And I thought that was really a brilliant play call uh, by Zach Taylor because you could see that the Rams, they were getting hit up a little bit on the run, and as soon as as that toss went right, they felt like, oh, there's, you know, we're going to go get Joe Mixon, and I thought it was a really good play call, good execution, because we saw a similar play call. Cooper Cup got the end around. It was a big third down, and he, you know, airmailed it over uh, Matthew Stafford's head. He did, and, you know, as I'm analyzing, you know, and things that happened in the game or didn't happen are popping up, you know, again, I go back to Zach Taylor and his play calling. You know, once that defensive line is getting the vertical pass rush like the Rams were in the second half. What happened to his traditional slow screen game that they had so much success with against Kansas City? Throwing the screen plays, allowing the D-line to get up the field, dumping the ball off behind them, peeling off the running backs so you have a protected kind of play. We didn't see any of those, you know, so I think he showed his inexperience. I think it cost the Bengals a championship, but, you know, he'll go back, he'll look at it, he'll get better, but uh, the opportunities were there. And this isn't to take anything away from the Rams because yeah. they overcame a lot of adversity. They did. You they know, did. Odell Beckham, even though it was only two catches, he had to feel that he was about to have a huge game. Like you could tell it was some pep in his step. You got some run after the catch. You know, he looked like a guy that was about to really, you know, take off. And, you know, when you know, a player like that gets hurt, a lot of times, you know, the rest of the team becomes emotionally hijacked. But Stafford never let that happen. And uh, had 
hats off to Matthew Stafford, man. Uh, I know it's got to be a lot of people in the great city of Detroit, Michigan. This a little bittersweet today. Yeah, we saw <laughs> we saw Derek Stevens walking around with his number nine hat on. They were uh, they were cheering for Matthew. Yeah, Stafford, Nicole no had the jacket with the number nine and name Stafford on the back. So you're taking a look. Uh, those watching on Vsin.com or YouTube TV, Odell Beckham Jr. anytime touchdown plus 120. First Rams score plus 500. First score uh, to be the Rams minus 140. First score under 20 and a half yards minus 110. And uh, so uh, those were those were a couple of the props that uh, that ultimately came home. You know, one for Matthew Stafford, and I'm looking over there at our program director, John Goulet, and a bunch of people who had it. Five and a half rushing yards. He had that seven-yard scramble, uh -huh. and I saw a bunch of people celebrating. I said, whoa, 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 be careful. He didn't kneel his way out of it, did he? He knelt down, but it was a quick kneel down. He only lost a yard, so he ended, up six and a half. He ended at six yards. Oh, wow. You're able to cash your over Matthew Stafford. Gula must be living right, yeah. man. JG must be living right. Now, if I had bet that, you know what happened? He takes another step back. Yeah, because you're bad luck. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I was the terrible luck today. I was looking down at the stack. Like, explain something to me. When you have a co-host that's, first of all, brilliant, second of oh, all, thank you. unbelievable intel intelligent, and is 3-0 with his best bet, why would you ever go against that? I didn't, I didn't go against it. You did. No, I didn't. I had Rams money line. It's a cop out. No, it wasn't. I never felt comfortable. All week, I never felt comfortable laying the four or four and a half. Yeah, you, you know you that. You got bailed out. I, I, I still get the cash. Bengals should be champions. It's be a long <laughs> off season. It'll be a long off season in Cincinnati. Well, Matthew Stafford should be MVP. But we, I uh, agree with that. We digress. Uh, we take, uh, you know, and then interceptions. Matthew Stafford throws an interception through two of them. But, you know. Minus 155. You look deeper. The, the one was really just basically a punt. Yeah. And the other one wasn't his fault. That's it went off of 18's hands. Yeah. Ben Skoranek did not have right, a, so he, his great day. Bless you. Sorry. Getting a little chilly out here. <laughs> I know. That's why I brought the jacket. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the receiving props. Uh, I mean, Cooper Cup didn't even go over his receiving prop. Yeah, still won MVP. I still don't understand how <laughs> or why they got away from Jamar Chase in the second half. Jamar Chase did ultimately. He went over his yards, over his not yardage. over his receptions. Yeah, Jamar Chase finished the night five catches, 89 yards. So he did just goes barely under his receptions. That was set at five and a half, but he does finish with 89 yards, so he's able to go over his uh, his prop there. So uh, a good winner for Sean and many others who took Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, he had two touchdowns today, four catches for 100 yards. Once again, one aided by uh, a missed call, but hey, you still get to cash that ticket if you had a T. Higgins anytime touchdown, and uh, that would have been a great play for those who played that. He didn't go over his reception, Sean, but he goes well over his yardage prop, T. Higgins does. And uh, give a shout out, Aaron Schatz, he came on our show, uh -huh. Football Outsiders, and he said his favorite play of uh, of the prop market was over for Tyler Boyd, both receptions and yardage, and he did both. He had five catches, so he goes over three and a half receptions. Hey, I actually got that one right, Sean. I get the cash one second. And, spite of that and he had 48 yards. In spite of that success, all Tyler's going to be remembered for the drop. is the drop. His only drop of the year. Yep. Think about that. It's a and bad that's time. A, and that's an easy first down, too. Well, I think it would have been a little short, but it would have been a position Right. You know, to, to pick up the first down on the next play. but And it came in a crucial moment. So, again, it's one thing to lose this game. It's another thing to kind of blow it. And I really think the Bengals blew it. I yeah. thought some questionable play calling, uh, some questionable execution. I thought they lost their composure a couple times, which put them in some 
you know, unadvantageous situation. So, you know, hats off to the Rams. Sean McVay, is he leaving football? Is he going to become a broadcaster? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is he going to walk out on top? I mean, dude's in his mid-30s, youngest coach ever to win a Super Bowl, 36 years old, living in Los Angeles. We all saw his house in Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah Sean McVay and Aaron Donald are going to retire together. No, like no, a, no better a, way a to. press conference. I mean, and I'm telling you what, man, eventually all these trades are going to come back to bite them hard. So at some point, uh, it'll end up hitting them. 23-20, to 20, the Rams are the Super Bowl champions. Cooper Cup is your Super Bowl MVP. Sean is happy. Not I would say completely happy. Every time we go Pretty to break, happy. I want you to say Big King's best bets went 4 0 in the play 4 0 in the playoffs. Do I have to say it again? You yeah. just said it. Yeah, as we go to break, oh, I want I you to say, say it again. Even Please. though you just said it. Please. Big King's best bets went 4 0 this postseason. We'll wrap things up. Mitch and Paul coming up top of the hour, a special. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap Postgame Show, live from Stadium Swim at Circa in downtown Las Vegas on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Earlier today, our own Brent Musburger sat down with legendary sports better Billy Walters for only his second public interview. The full hour of this exclusive interview with one of the most feared sports bettors of our time is currently available on vsin.com. Watch the full replay, uh, full interview, excuse me, for free now only on vsin.com. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. A special edition of Follow the Money coming up top of the hour. Mitch and Paul are standing by down there in our circus studios to uh, recap the Super Bowl that the Rams one, 23 to tango, uh, 20. Bengals ultimately get the cover. Sean, you want to let the people know? Well, yeah, Big King best bet 4 0 in the playoffs. So, end of the year, perfect. There you go. Yeah, strong. Good way to finish. Uh, Cooper Cup, your MVP. Ridiculous. Uh, but good for Cooper Cup. Eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, let's take a look at what the most popular player props at DraftKings Sportsbook were and how they unfolded. Number one was Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. 
He scored two of those, Sean, so cash that. Had to lay some juice. Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdown passes. That would be a nope. miss. Yeah, he went under. He threw one touchdown pass. Joe Mixon threw the other touchdown pass. So you had to lay a hefty price, and uh, ultimately you had to eat that chalk. Jamar Chase over three and a half rush yards. That cashed. Yeah, this that actually cost me my uh, catches. Oh, because it was behind. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hey, so good. You got, Burrow, at least had one bad beat. Burrow threw the ball behind him, <laughs> so it turned into a lateral. So that was uh, that did cash. So two for one for the public betters. Opening kickoff to be a touchback. No minus one ten. That was that did not cash. That it was a touchback. Yes. And then Cooper Cup to score the game's first touchdown. That also did not cash, as it was Odell Beckham Jr. who scored the game's first touchdown. So. I knew I was doomed today. I just didn't tell you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? When the Rams lost the coin toss, I knew I was doomed because this makes it eight straight years that the team that has lost the coin toss has gone on to win the Super Bowl. Should have known And when right they there. called tails and it landed heads, I said, yep, they're going to cover but not win. We heard a pretty nice roar of the crowd here at uh, at Stadium Swim uh, when uh, the heads hit. And uh, as as we talked to Derek Stevens before our show, uh, before the broadcast, he he was trying to work it hard. Like, oh, you got to bet it. You should have put some down. Would you have taken heads or tails? I'm a, I'm a heads guy. Well, whatever. So what, what would it go? It was heads. Yeah. I probably would have taken tails then. Yeah. It was just. This. But I always take heads. Like when I was a captain. Yeah. I heads. Always heads. Yeah. I don't think I've ever called a coin toss. Why be the tail if I could be the head? Basketball, you never flip a coin. But then so. tail guys are like, tails never fails. You know, they got all their little <laughs> sayings. But anyway, once once the Rams lost the coin toss, you knew I was you were like, in trouble. yeah, goes to eight in a row. Yeah, so uh, the Rams uh, the Rams get it done. And, you know, you, you think back, Sean, to this season for the Rams. And, and you know, they've obviously been all in from, from the get-go. They go out to get Matthew Stafford. Uh, they signed Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously the trade for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, that was uh, a lot of draft capital as well. I mean, this you mentioned it, you know. It'll be interesting to see, you know, which way ultimately is the way people go. I think the Bengals way is absolutely the right way to go. Not to say that, you know, it takes anything away from the Rams, but this, if they don't win this Super Bowl, you know, that depth, you just don't know how many seasons you're going to have without injuries. And you saw it kind of rear its ugly head a little bit today. Odell Beckham goes down. Uh, T. Hig or excuse me, uh, Tyler Higby does not play. Uh, Kendall Blanton, they were playing the third string tight end who had like no catches all year. Yeah, I actually feel really bad for Odell because if I'm not mistaken, he is a free agent. Yes. And to go into this free agency period. And he was playing so great. Potentially your second significant knee injury you know, as you get, you know, to the, the, the back half of your prime years, you know, that's not a great way to enter it, but happy for him. He won a championship. That'll go a long way, you know, for when he leaves the game and he wants to do other things. So, you know, and, and listen, when you're looking at the Rams and how they decided to develop, to put this team together, don't forget, this is a team that was in St. Louis that moved to L.A. Right. And in, in L.A., if you don't win, then you don't have any market share. <laughs> so they were under a different let's say time frame than Cincinnati was, who has had so much utility that 
their fans are yearning and looking for anything to root for. So building through the draft, you know, enhances their excitement. We'll see if it's sustainable. The LA model, which is, you know, draft picks don't matter. <laughs> right. It's almost like an NBA model. Yeah, it is. You know, where we try and acquire big stars. develop players in exchange for draft capital. So it worked out this year. You know, interesting probably next 30 the 60 days, and we're hearing rumors of Sean McVay potentially not coming back. That'd be wild. Uh, we heard rumors of maybe Aaron Donald, you know, walking away as well. So we'll see. Well, you, I mean, you look at, you, you, you finally, and this happened, uh, was it two years? It was last year, Aaron Donald got hurt against the Packers, and that defense just fell apart at Lambeau Field. And here tonight, credit to Matthew Stafford, credit to Cooper Cup, credit to Sean McVay. They were able to bubble gum it together because, you know, the loss of Robert Woods was really felt. But early on in this game, Odell had been rising all through the postseason. Then he goes down with this, the knee injury. We mentioned Higby was out. Then, you know, you look over the sidelines, Kendall Blanton, a guy that I thought would be a shoulder. You know, it might be a sneaky guy to, to catch a, a touchdown, and he doesn't even play. You know, he's on the sidelines. So you really felt uh, the losses there uh, for the Rams. So wh wh how would you assess Sean McVay's performance tonight? Because I thought, you know, I, I, and you could speak more to this than I can, because, you know, all of us armchair quarterbacks are thinking, just, just abandon the run. You can't. you got to get away from it because it was ineffective the entire game. It didn't matter if it was Sony Michelle or if it was Cam Akers. I mean, Cam Akers finished with 13 carries for 21 yards tonight. Sean. Uh, Henderson had four carries for seven yards. Michelle, two carries for two yards. So what did you make of Sean McVay, his play calling, and, and how would I you I thought he called an outstanding game, and here's why. When you commit to the run like the Rams did, even though you know, didn't have a lot of success, it mitigates Hendrickson and uh, Burroughs' ability to really rush the quarterback. And I think, or Hubbard, my bad, I said the wrong yeah. name. Hubbard and Hendrickson's ability to really rush the quarterback because they're defending the run. You know, when those linebackers, when their eyes are locked in the backfield because they're defending the run, that's what creates the room that you need for Cooper Cup and Jefferson and those guys to find holes and catch football. So I, I thought he he, he, he was a, he had learned from his mistakes in, in the Patriots uh, Super Bowl. I thought he, he stayed to his plan. He didn't get frustrated. Kept his team in the game, knowing that if they could get it to the fourth quarter, they had the pieces and the quarterback to get over the hump, and that's what happened. Just a reminder, a special edition of Follow the Money. Mitch and Paul, they're standing by. Uh, they'll be on top of the hour. Uh, we just showed you uh, some of the ca uh, the, the uh, props that cash. Uh, one that was very popular, sacks by the Rams, sacks overall in this game. If you played any sacks props over, yeah, that was an easy winner because of the seven sacks by the Rams defense, and then two sacks by the Bengals defense, so they were able to combine uh, for nine sacks in the game. Um, so, yeah, ultimately it is uh, it is the Rams who, who come out on top here. Sean, uh, you know, we got two minutes to go. Final thoughts, uh, parting thoughts on this game. 23-20 to 20, the final score. Bengals cover. Rams, of course, win. I know there's going to be some sports books that are thrilled that this landed where it did, which was uh, Bengals, uh, Bengals cover, but Rams victory outright uh, because 
because there was a lot, a lot of people taking that plus money on the Bengals on the money line. Well, I just want to give a shout out to the city of LA, to the NFL, the Rams organization, everybody involved with the entertainment and the game because America the Beautiful and the Star Spangled Banner, both unbelievable performances. Halftime show was unbelievable. Game, ultimately we got exactly what we wanted. Yep. Drama at the end, so it was a big time production. I mean, from The Rock and <laughs> yeah. I will say this, can we shorten the time between when the guys come on the field to when we actually kick the ball off the first time NFL, but it looked big time. Like the stadium showed itself really well. I thought the players made that we want, expected to make plays, made those plays for the most part. So overall, great culmination to, in my opinion, what's been one of the most exciting and entertaining playoffs that we've seen in a long time from start to finish. So, you know, I know the NFL is imperfect in a lot of ways, but the parity and the competitiveness that exists, I think is huge. Yeah, I mean, you look at the last three games that the Rams played, they beat the Buccaneers by three, they beat the 49ers by three, and they beat uh, tonight the Cincinnati Bengals by three. This postseason was spectacular. You know, you think about the Bills and Chiefs game, then the Chiefs and Bengals game. I mean, every everywhere you, Titans and Bengals came down to three. Everywhere you looked, you had game-winning field goals. So it was a crazy postseason. Like, I wouldn't say this, was, this wasn't Bills Chiefs, but it was still entertaining. Get a game-winning drive. Some questionable calls, of course, uh, but at the end of the day, the Rams are your Super Bowl champs. This is a legacy-making Super Bowl. It changed the legacy of Matthew Stafford and Odell Beckham Jr. significantly. And Cooper Cup, your MVP. Eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. I need a beer to uh, to drown out these uh, these losses. But Big King's best bet came home. Again, 4-0 in the playoffs. Mitch and Paul are coming up next with a special Follow the Money. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.